We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. This is valour. Valour is courage. Courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valor Podcast, we share the methods, strategies, and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valor. Hey all, today's chat is with Bronte and Gemma, two of the three sisters that started the Evolve All-Stars Cheerleading Club. My daughter Harper has been there for a few years and absolutely loves the place, loves the coaches, loves the atmosphere. It's, it is a really good place to be uh, for a child's sport. We do chat about cheer a bit, but what I really wanted to know about uh, through these ladies was how they've done such a great job helping these children and adolescents navigate sport, competition, failure, and particularly in a sport that uh, the result, whether you you know place or not, is subjective. It's down to a judge's opinion, and there are plenty of especially performance-based sports out there or even in the gym world, bodybuilding out there where... You can put in all this work and effort and do your best, but in the end, your result comes down to an opinion, which, uh, especially in children and adolescents, can be really tough to deal with. So we chat about how these ladies help bring up these kids to understand and um, base what's most important to them off in their sport uh, and how to to manage opinion, which in today's world of ultimate comparison throughout social media and things and it's becoming more increasingly intense uh it's really important that with what these ladies do we also discuss the role of parents in their child's sport um you know you'll hear of the (laughs) the overbearing soccer mum and the and the really intense let's say cheer dad (laughs) um but they talk about how parents should conduct themselves and support their children in the most effective way and the most supportive way so to ensure that kids get the most out of their sport and parents I guess in a way stay out a little bit and let them just be overall just a phenomenal chat a great one for parents especially with kids getting in sport um great one for coaches uh it's unreal these ladies know what they're doing enjoy this the chat Enjoy listening to some ladies as well for a bit. The last three weeks have been boys. Sick of the boys. Here we go. Gemma, Bronte, Evolve All Stars. This is Vela. Welcome back to the Vela podcast. Today, I am not at the gym. I'm at my daughter's gym. <laughs> I'm at Evolve All Stars cheerleading with um, Bronte and Gemma. How are we going? Good. Good, thanks. Thanks for having uh, me here to do this chat. Um, I wanted to get you guys on because we just sort of finished the Nationals cheerleading and it was a massive weekend and I don't know, I just sit back as this little observer and I guess being involved in coaching myself and growing up in team sport myself, uh, a very different team sport, playing football, um, I don't know, I see so much and uh, the dynamics of how you guys run things and the dynamics of the other teams and and then just all-stars cheerleading in general. Uh, I think it's very, very cool. Um, A funny, quick, funny story. Um, So I didn't know, or me and Court didn't know about this whole peg thing here (laughs) at Nationals where like girls like put 
a little like supporting peg on the backpack of other girls yeah, or luck. wherever. A little yeah. good luck yeah. thing. Yeah, little message. Which is so cool. It's yeah. so nice that they do that. But this girl went to do it and put it on the back of, it might have been Harper's friend Sienna, on, and caught, didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> so she just pushed her hand away. <laughs> <laughs> and the mum's like, Oh no no! It's this it's this thing, and Colt was like, "Oh, just mortified that she'd like stop this girl girl doing this really." Welcome to the cheer world. Sweet, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this lovely thing. But yeah, before we go ahead, um, let's kick off with like, what the heck is cheer? <laughs> I think everyone's, especially people that aren't involved in cheer, have a very you know, possibly different perception of what cheer is. Yeah. Maybe if you watch cheer on Netflix, you'd have a pretty extreme perception of what cheer <laughs> is. Yes. So, firstly, yeah, tell us what cheer is, and then maybe you can tell us about how you guys got into it. Yeah, sounds good. So, awesome. cheer is a competitive, all-star cheer is a competitive sport where it's like you compete against clubs. So, it's not cheering for a team, you're competing for your club so we are of all stars so they compete for our club and they go against other clubs so we don't have pom-poms <laughs> <laughs> no pom-poms here we're not cheering for a footy club or anything like that it's it's sport in itself yeah it's quite a dynamic sport um similar to a gymnastics base uh built up with dance uh we do stunting so where we lift each other up uh tumbling so that's the gymnastic element from cartwheels to full twisting layouts um and jumps and just a big bit of a mix of everything yeah um it's a team sport which is why we love it so much um and it's a really great all like quite a young girl focused team sport yeah um especially currently and that's yeah probably a unique advantage to the sport is a lot of young female sports aren't team based yeah um, yep. But yeah, how we got involved was we back grew up doing the, it. Back <laughs> in the dinosaur yeah. dinosaur ages for me. I've been involved in all such, I don't know, like 20 years, I reckon. Yeah. I've been coaching for 10 years. Um, and yeah, started off as a dancer. Both of us did dancing and then went into cheer and fell in love. Yes. There wouldn't have been that many like cheer clubs around back then, hey? No, not in Australia, no. no. No, just just outs really, or and then one in New South. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah. yeah, and then they sort of started popping up. Um, yeah, I think like the two thousand and seven nationals might have had like three hundred competitors. Yeah, and last weekend there were almost twelve thousand. So, <laughs> <laughs> bit of a growth sport. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and I do know. I think yeah, not long after the Olympics last year, they announced that. Uh, cheers, not an Olympic sport yet, but it is eligible to be chosen as one. Yes. So that's a huge rise yeah. in the sport. So Definitely, yeah. Big news. And there's kind of the stigma shift of of the, you know, pom-poms and sideline cheer to that it's actually an athletic, pretty extreme sport. I think it's rated one of the most dangerous. Like all of our staff have to do compulsory training in first aid and concussion testing now um so we all do online modules and um, further training on concussion because yeah it can obviously have its danger as well yeah 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 throwing someone in the air a few meters and catching them you gotta really work together as a as a team under that flyer so we've got to make sure everyone's safe which one of our priorities yeah definitely yeah I think one of the most like coolest elements of it is like the I don't know what other word for it other than like the sass element yes where like you performance just, you've got it yeah just like there's not really any other dance where you sort of show off yeah really where in cheer you just 
pull faces yes and throw your arms a little bit and yeah. just try your best to make it look effortless yeah and like you're the coolest girls on stage yes yeah it's like join our club like you know you're performing on stage and you're trying to give that to the judges and be like you want to be in this team don't you yeah <laughs> even though you can't you're too old but we want you <laughs> with us you you want to engage them you want to suck them in that's like part of the performance sport is that you know it's that everybody wants to watch you you don't want to be that, it's that confidence, team. isn't it? <laughs> Do you reckon that's come from the the original like sideline sort of yeah. part of cheer? Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Definitely would have stemmed from that. Sort of yeah. the American college, yeah, sort of thing. I imagine where they sort of you know cheer off against each other yeah. and fight over who's the better team. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's definitely an element of pride in it too. Yeah, like yeah. definitely. You've worked confidence hard. And, yeah. and yeah, you're just that you're really proud of what you're putting on the floor. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so evolve is. Not that old. It's only no. Well, this is our yeah. Six, so we opened in twenty seventeen. Yeah. So seventh season next year. But yeah, so kind of our fifth year. Yeah, two years season. in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what um, got you guys going? Hey, let's let's do this ourselves. Well, pretty much got each other because there's three sisters. Um, looking back at our previous you know, working at different clubs, we were like, hang on, we can do this. Yeah. Let's do it together. And we've got really strong bond as the three sisters. And we were like, well, let's do this. We've got everything we need right here, all the brains and all the, you know, the ability. So we worked together and we just, I think definitely had a passion as well. We saw like a toxicity in the sport and we definitely had a passion to create our own environment that, um, you know, was elite and we had the best of the best, but you don't have to do it in a toxic way and you're working with little kids and you want to help shape them as better humans, not just yell at them and to get the best out of them. Make them feel bad. You want them to be feeling safe and feeling like confident and making their, you know, them better people in the future. And if one of our goals is that if someone's, someone else's bridesmaid that they met, at Evolve, that's our goal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in 20 years, if we see someone in the bridal party, we are going to be like, well, that's where they forged that yeah, friendship. And creating that's those where, lifelong yeah. bonds. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah, that's great. That's sort of, I think, something that I found so interesting about and what I love about you guys and, you know, having to start to learn this cheer world and go to different events and that. And you'll see, like, definitely all the clubs are very supportive of everybody and all that. But you can definitely see some teams, you can see there's a lot more pressure on their kids they sort of, I guess, base their success over whether they do win or place or not or whatever. Um, whereas some are just out there having fun, having a crack. And I, yeah, there'd have to be a balance between like at which age group do you give them that little bit more of a nudge? What's the purpose of this all? You know, I, I remember, you know, the, the competition before Nationals, Harper's team, like they blitzed it and everyone was like, wow, this is the best they've performed all year. And, you know, I think all the parents were like, oh, they might win this one. This one's yeah. pretty good. And everyone got their hopes up. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't place. And I think they might have even got last out of the five teams or something. And there was this like, <laughs> or four or whatever, there was this like moment of like, um, you know, bit of upset or uproar that, oh, they should have placed. It's the judges this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys eventually got feedback and they weren't. I guess, clean enough, which means, you know, they didn't point their toes enough and didn't do, the, you know, those sort <laughs> yeah, of basics, yeah. which was really good that they got given that feedback. Um, but there was just a lot going on at that time. And I imagine, like you guys just mentioned about the toxicity in the sport, I imagine there's a whole thing there that clubs need to balance and manage to make sure your kids are having fun, 
Definitely. Not losing perspective on what the sport's all about. No. So I said a lot of things there. <laughs> <laughs> um, start wherever you want to start. What's, what's it like coaching kids and maybe explain that toxicity a little bit because it can happen in dance, it can happen in gymnastics, it can yes. happen in, like if we go back to the gym world of things, it happens in bodybuilding. Yep. You know, yeah. you're up on stage, it's very subjective. You can do all you can do, but then it comes down to the opinion of others. It does. It's yeah. hard to manage. So, yeah. Well, I think our main thing at Evolve is teaching the kids that, you know, you can't control what other people think of, you know, how you did like you can't control the judges all you can control is what you do on stage like what you and the person next to you does and if you do that to the best of your ability if everyone gives a hundred percent you've done your best and then up to the judges that's you can't control their opinion you can't control their score it's like you can only control what you can Yeah, definitely. We are lucky in cheer. It's very specific in the scorecard. So um, there's elite stunts, which is a certain score range, um, and you can hit that by scoring over a 4.5 to 5. So as coaches, we really break it down for planning for months um, on how – well, the kids are going to be able to execute things. So it's a balance of do you make things easier and they execute it better or do you make things harder and go for that difficulty score? Um, and je- definitely in the younger ages, like under eights, we definitely try to weigh up a bit of the difficulty but really trying to foundation those skills and technique. And as they get a little bit older, you kind of head for the difficulty a bit more. Uh, that's just the nature of the sport, nature of us as, as yeah. competitive people. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's a balance is we do have a rubric brick but at the end of the day it is a subjective sport and there's a certain amount that is just subjective um, and as you mentioned Stu the competition before nationals the judges quite subjectively commented on our execution but then at nationals they outscored their score by like three points and the judges were like fantastic routine so again it's a subjective of the judges at nationals really appreciated the routine but at the competition before that was like oh it's a bit too tricky for your age group so and it's just about communicating with parents and and the kids that you know it's okay it's okay to be disappointed however you're feeling it's fine but we've just got to move forward and learn from that experience and and come back to the gym and work harder and not just sit down and go, oh, well, the judges hate us. Like, they don't hate us. They change as well. Different competitions that have different judges. Every time, yeah. Every time. So you can work towards and strive for that goal if that is what is important to you as a person and you want to win. Well, that's definitely a possibility, but we've got to work towards it. And if we don't win, it's okay. Yes. What do you think is the most important thing, especially for maybe the younger age group, age group sort of, you know, below t- 10 years old? Within. In terms of like, what they should deem as success in their sport. Well, what we say is hit zero is, yeah. is our thing. That is where you get zero deductions for your routine. So, essentially a no mistakes run. Yeah. Um, so, we're saying then you've done your best and then you can't control how other yeah. people do. The worst thing as a gym owner is hearing a kid watch another team and going, yes, they fell. <laughs> and Gross. we go, you don't want to beat them because they fell. You no. want to beat them because they put their best routine on the floor and you were better. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, one of our main routine. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so you're getting them to focus on purely on what is in control for them and yes. just let the rest take care of itself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so different for so many other sports because I grew up playing football and the results based off what you, points you get up on the score and 
there's not much else to it. Yeah. You know, it could be you, you, you try and everyone does it, you know, complain about the umpiring of the game because that's subjective. Yeah. But once again, that's out of your control. There's nothing you can do about the umpiring, no much how you kick and scream. And often when you kick and scream, you get penalised for it. <laughs> yes. And that's in many sports beyond football. But um, how do you manage that? Um, and this could be touchy. How do you manage that with parents as well? Because I know growing up through football, a lot of that, you know, feeling towards the subjective stuff, the umpiring or whatever, could be overheard. You know, you overhear the parents making comments like that. And when you're dealing with kids under 10 or even, you know, even into adolescence, like that's not helpful for their yeah. sport and it doesn't help them enjoy their sport. No. So no. how do you go with, with parents? And I think this is really important for any parents that do listen to understand what is important for their kids' development in sport because we all, it, like, like myself, that a month ago when they didn't podium, <laughs> I was deep down, oh, a little bit disappointed. I was like, oh, that sucks that they didn't podium. Yeah. And I kind of had to go, well, hang on. Before there was a result given, those girls were beaming. Yes. Yes. Like that was what was important. That's what's important. Yeah. And, and I think that's like, you know, one of the things as, as coaches and business owners, we always encourage parents to look at their role as the kid's cheerleader and we are their coach. So as the kid's cheerleader, as you said, you celebrate that that hit and that amazing performance. Um, and then, you know, we want to be transparent as possible as owners. And then you come to us and ask us and we're happy to address it. But as a parent, you don't need to teach your kid why you didn't place or, you know, you need to be their cheerleader. They want you as the parent to be their supporter and we'll be their coach. And that's like the one thing at Evolve that we really aim to encourage and we want to be transparent as well. And foster so that with the parents yeah. so they can celebrate with their kid and yeah. then their coach can come back and tell them what they yeah, did wrong. Exactly. They don't need to hear yeah. that. Like as much as people don't believe it, like we've studied for like years <laughs> to be – a coach that we are. we do exams every three years for different levels. Like we have, you know, like we do a lot of education based. Yeah. And as much as we love parent involvement, we also are like, you don't study the sport. Like we study <laughs> the sport. So we want you to celebrate your kid and be supportive for your kid. And then they'll have us that can come back and say, oh, you did this, this, this wrong. <laughs> we don't hear that from mum and dad. <laughs> no, they don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't tell them how to fix the books as an accountant. I yeah. Know. We don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, no, nah, I think you've just got to put good trust in the coaches and, and just look at the kids' faces. If they're having a good time, Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mentioned to you guys before this started, in the Nationals, there was... Um, in the same, I think they were the same division as Harper. They, got, they did their awards at the same time and they looked the same age, so I'm just going to assume they're in the same group. <laughs> but, you know, after it, uh, the girls already in Harper's team were like... Whatever. If we place, we do. If we don't, they did an amazing. We did routine. an amazing job. Yeah. It was yeah. so good. Um, we'll just see what happens. But there was another team, and they were a Victorian team because I remember seeing them. All the girls just left, and they were just bawling their eyes out. And I was like, these girls are like eight years old, and you could tell that they were bawling their eyes out because there was some sort of built-up pressure yeah. as to what they should expect out of this event. Um, and I just felt like as eight, nine-year-olds, that's pretty extreme. You know, when we played football, we weren't allowed to score until, I don't know, under 11s or 12s. Yep. We still did. Yeah. Secretly. <laughs> but there was no influence of parents or coaches. They weren't allowed to talk about the score. Yeah. Yep. So it probably take, it took that influence all away and let us just focus more on having fun and playing footy. Um, I guess we touched on that a little bit. Um, but I guess have you had to deal with that kind of pressure 
before in kids and yeah. had to help navigate that. And definitely, that. like, kids naturally are competitive. Yeah. Like, a lot of kids that are drawn to cheerleading are competitive. Like, it's not really the sport if you don't care. Yeah. Generally, you don't really stick out the sport because yeah, it's, it's a competitive sport. It's like a balance, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely a Yeah, balance. but I guess, yeah, it's just the external pressure that we don't want to put on the kids because, you know, it should be about achieving your best and having fun. And at the end of the day, in 15 years, you're not going to remember the piece of plastic that you got. Like, Yeah, definitely it's not. It's not the most yeah. important thing. You know? That's what I try and, like, I try and explain that it's okay to be disappointed, but in the end, like, she's not that. Like, it's not life, life or, or death. death. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's one thing that we try and – and we don't want to – like, we don't want to make them feel like their feelings aren't allowed. Like, you are allowed to be upset Definitely. if you wanted to win or you wanted to place or whatever that is. But I have to – we have to sometimes bring them back and be like, you know, unfortunately, it's not life or death and we learn from it. What can we do now to improve? Sort and, of yeah, not, not just focus on the people you versed and it's yeah. like let's just be better like let's just be unbeatable and you know and not put the pressure on them that but it's just be that good that you're not worried about the <laughs> team next to you you yeah. know how does that go into the older age groups as um, they get more competitive and more you know hormonal maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess the one of the main things in cheer is retention um and in the adolescence because it is a really hard sport like you have to work really hard yeah to make sure you're progressing safely so it's hard because you know people hit the age where they go i can't be bothered doing this <laughs> conditioning anymore and you know and maybe i just want to be able to have my thursday nights to go to the local shopping center and so yeah that's probably the main challenge um the the competitive nature of it, like I, as I said, generally those kids are the ones that really stick at it. Yeah, they but I under- guess if they understand it, they stick at they it. Stick they stick at it. Yeah, for it. I guess yeah. As coaches or gym owners, the main thing in adolescence is probably trying to keep them engaged. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? Oh. I guess it's just really because each kid's really different, and I think we have to sort of tailor the communication on why we're, some kids want to know why they're doing something and we have to explain it. Some kids don't want to know anything. They just want to work their bums off. Some yes. kids want to go to the shops and you're like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> How can we, you know what I mean? So it just really depends on the athlete. I think at 14, they're all very different. Very different. They're I'm just making our environment, I guess, like one of our proudest things about Evolve is we have so many kids in the adolescence that just come at to the gym three hours early for training and just hang out and they hang out with their friends and we love having that community environment where it's a safe environment can hang out make their dinner hang out with friends rather than being at the local shopping center or just make this environment so fun and so yeah so encouraging so encouraging and supportive and and yeah that it's where they want to be rather than somewhere else yeah it's it, it would be good for especially teenagers to have just a supportive, healthy kind of atmosphere to be amongst, especially now when, especially after COVID, when mm. people just were stuck at home for so long. Yes. To get them out of, you know, screens and doing... Being, yeah, sedentary, I guess, at home, yeah. yeah. I yeah, think definitely. like the, what was it called? Like the Oxford Dictionary word for the year was called like goblining or something like that. Oh. <laughs> it was like the word of the year, which, and it was... <laughs> Just sitting down. Just and, sitting around yeah. and just being what they call like, you know, a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> so just, yeah. You know, hibernating. Eating, yeah, hibernating and eating junk and just being a slob. And <laughs> because that's what a lot of people I think are still doing. Like they're struggling yeah. to get out of that. So definitely, yeah, we found that it's hard to manage their habits, time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eating habits. And then kids, I think sometimes that pressure because they're like, I'm just used to sitting around for 
eight hours a day. Yes. Now I have to manage my homework. Now I have to manage, you know. Socialization soci- and yeah, friendship and in that being on, sweaty. And cheer and, <laughs> and it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. for them. It's I, I can't imagine being a kid right now. Yeah, yeah. No. be horrible. Yeah, and then I imagine when you do get them in here and then they're hanging out with their friends more and doing this more, then everything starts to get better for them too. Yes. Like, you just, just genuine, genuine, um, genuinely become happier because you're sort of, you're exercising and, and you're out and about. Yes. Yeah, and a lot. I think a lot of actually, I didn't think of this earlier until you guys started talking about this community side of things. I think one of the things that I did drew me to you guys so much was that what you guys value in community is so very similar to what we value in community at our gym as well. That's and a lot great. of gyms, you know, can be so individualized. People just go and do their thing and then leave, and that or have a little friendship group. But you know, there's a click here and a click there and a click there and that. Um, what we focused on from the beginning was everyone just can get around anyone. It doesn't matter if you're old or young or large or super fit yeah. or any of those things. Everyone should be able to go up to anybody else and say hello to them and make people feel welcome and allow people to sort of be themselves, um, which, yeah, can be hard in a gym where there is, you know, comparison and insecurity and ego and all Definitely, those different yeah. things can happen. Yeah. And we've found the most powerful thing for having people stay at the gym for longer is that community being a part of a place. Yeah, you know, feeling connected. Yeah, and it's like that third place. Like you've got, you know, like as adults we have home and work and then there's something else and that can be cheer. You know, as kids you've got school and home and then like having that third place is really important for, yeah, just... The outlet as well. Yeah. The outlet and yeah. moving your life along and the stuff that they're developing in here beyond just the sport is really important and can be really good for their development, yeah. especially if they've got, like, a good community. Um, and I love it when you guys, like, you know, they, at the end of their class, they'll practice their routine and the other crew that are on the other mat stop yep. and go over and watch them and, watch yeah. them and, and cheer, cheer them on. on. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I don't know if that happens at every cheer gym or whatever, but, like, you know, in gyms and situations like that, often people will just carry on doing what they're doing. And yep. they won't go and cheer them on. And it doesn't take much effort to just walk over and just get around those people. And that makes them feel really good. Yes. And so then yeah. when it's their turn, they'll get around someone else and then they'll feel good. And it's just this forward kind yeah, of... Yeah, celebrating everyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's yeah. great. Um, how about the in-group dynamics, especially once again, once... You guys don't have any boys yet, do you? It's all girls. Oh, we've had boys in the past. past. At the moment, it's all girls. We'll just focus on girls. As girls get older into teenagehood and all that, and like we've already talked about, you know, going in and out of motivation for things like that. But um, what about like in-group dynamics? Because, you know, boys and girls can both get pretty nasty and cutting to each other as they become teenagers or competitive within the group as well. Like, oh, they're a flyer. I want me to fly. Yeah. What's that like and do you guys experience that a lot or is a lot of the systems that you already have in place kind of help, you know, the community sort of systems help that? Yeah, I think I think the sport generally helps that. Like I feel like you have a respect for your teammate because you might not be able to do that but you don't look at it as like a jealousy negative thing. You look at that, wow, I respect her. Like she's a gun. She's so strong. Like she's lifting me up and I feel so safe with her. Um, so I everyone does have their role don't exactly they? everyone yeah. has their role and often the other person couldn't do that role that's the thing with cheer it's like it's hard to compare like you have your role and you do your best at that role and then I think that develops respect 
throughout well. the team and that the other people respect that. So there's not as much cattiness sort of thing. Cause yeah, it's like we also have, have like a really together. strong no bullying. Oh, of course. So, yeah. you know, when we do catch wind of anything, we pull it up straight away, address parent it. meeting, address it, sort it out because it does happen, you yeah. know, like it can happen and things can be taken out of context and yeah. nowadays with social media as well, like a lot happens, that's probably our biggest challenge, 100%. stuff that doesn't happen in the gym because mm-hmm. obviously we're with the kids full time. So if something happens in the gym, we hear it yeah. and we address it, but it's the stuff that can go on behind the scenes with anyone yeah. um, is probably one of our... Um, biggest challenges, but yeah, I guess just being transparent, having relationships with parents, etc. Yeah, making sure we address it and you know resolve it so yeah. it doesn't continue. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, um, just setting strict boundaries and sticking to them. Hey, yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think, and like you said, you guys have said a few times when you celebrate everyone, and um, it's almost like you're not exactly focusing too hard of what you shouldn't do you guys just keep celebrating what you should do yeah definitely yeah. and that it makes it easier <laughs> like, yeah way yeah. easier yeah don't we're pretty focus on the negatives <laughs> yeah we're pretty lucky with who what we have experienced like yeah it's been pretty it's been a special time it's very special people yeah. have really lifted each other up especially it's harder some people find it hard to lift themselves up but we've really noticed some people in the team have really lifted others up which is really lovely to see as well yeah, we definitely encourage that too. Within yeah. kids, they form natural leaderships. Yeah. So, you know, you obviously have friendships and connections and we do a lot of team bonding um, at the start of each year and throughout the year to try and encourage kids to kind of network as well outside of the gym. So um, catch up with each other, not just during training and things, yeah. um, but just have that special bond and then, you know, kids form their natural leadership and they'll lift each other up. And so it's really interesting. You see all their personalities come out too. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I even noticed as well, you guys, when you have a lot of your events and things or you got like a movie night next week. I yeah, think, yeah. Yes. You encourage just all the age groups to go Everyone, and do those yeah. things. And I think having that, you know, that helps the the young kids look up to these older girls um, and sees them see them all active in such a positive, supportive way. And then those older girls would probably feel great that they've got all these younger kids. Definitely. You know, looking up to them. Modeling and looking up to them and that. So, you know, some of your young coaches or the, like the younger girls just have like starry eyes to see these younger girls not only kill it on, on the stage, but then to come up and coach them and cheer them on and things like that, that... Yeah. yeah, it's great. It makes it a pretty special for It's them. so special. Like as a gym owner, I competed at nationals as well. I think it was 9 p.m. on Saturday night and there was over 20 kids that ran up to me after I competed being like, oh my, and I was like, 20 kids that you're at 10 p.m. Like, you know, super sweet. You do forget sometimes how much they look up to you as well. It's gorgeous. Special. Very special. <laughs> um, okay. Last few things I want to ask you guys. Um, one would be what... I'll ask you guys each individually, what is probably your favourite thing about cheer yourself and then what is your favourite thing about coaching kids and adolescents? Favourite thing about cheer? Wow. <laughs> I do a whole podcast. Um, I think it's just watching those kids achieve something they didn't think they c- was possible. I think that's like my main thing, my driver um, and watching them get excel and get better. You know, it's such a special sport, like one small thing they can achieve, like a cartwheel when, you know, most of us can do a cartwheel. We didn't even think about learning a cartwheel. And then you have that 10-year-old that 
couldn't cartwheel and they hit that skill and we have this system at the gym that we want to celebrate each athlete equally like if you get a standing tuck or you get a cartwheel like it doesn't matter like that kid has worked that hard for that skill so we have a bell and they ring the bell and everybody stops as soon as they hear the bell and parents come in and it's just such a special moment and I think I love watching that like often I almost cry because sometimes <laughs> it's like that kid won the lottery like they've won a million dollars they've got that cartwheel they've worked for years and they've got that cartwheel so I think that's one of my main things that I love to to see we cheer we definitely cheer. yeah yeah mine uh, as I said so many so <laughs> many things that I guess growing up in the sport as well just that there's such a niche role for everyone like yeah doesn't matter your body shape or your background or everyone has a job and as Gemma said before like not everyone can do your job so if you're the little premie baby that is tiny you're the flyer and no one can you know and if you're the really tall you know kid that feels gangly at school but you come in here and you're the back base you're so valued like yes it's just such a special sport in that in that sense and the friendships that are that are made because it's a team sport and you have to heavily rely on each other so I found like playing other sports I grew up playing lots of different sports basketball and tennis and you just don't get that team bond in anything that's why cheer we call it we say it's addictive mm, it <laughs> it's is. like it's can't get addictive. out of it and then you know now we've made it our career and our whole livelihood because yeah. it was just started yeah as me just we just played it as a sport essentially yeah just to exercise but it's like gives you that adrenaline as a coach when you see your routine being performed by these little eight-year-olds and they've worked (laughs) so hard and they're at nationals and they you know do their very best on the stage and then they do place like you've been expressing with heart like it's amazing yeah and you just you just couldn't be more proud even if they were they're not ours but they feel like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 definitely can't be more yeah we all have uni degrees and all went into corporate jobs and just came back to cheer and yeah. yeah, do it for the passion. Yeah, that's good. It's far more enjoyable than a boring desk job, hey? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Although you girls work pretty freaking hard, hey? Yeah, we yeah. do work a lot. <laughs> it does, it does, sometimes, most of the time, it doesn't feel like work, work though, which yeah. sometimes with my friends, I feel guilty <laughs> saying my job doesn't feel like a job. The admin feels like a job. Yeah. <laughs> the admin during the day and then it, when it gets to 4 p.m. and we're it's at the like, gym. Yeah, we're not working. Freedom. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Playtime. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How many teams have you got here? We will have 13 next year. Yeah. Or 13 this year. Maybe 14 next year. 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 13 teams. Ranging from, what is it, four to... Yeah. I think I have a 45-year-old. Yeah. I think she's, ki- she's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah all age groups, all abilities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that you've got a... a Older age, um, I don't know what team you call them. Just adult, a, adult, adult team. mum yeah. team. Well, Influence it's a mixture. Could be yeah. mums Influence. and dads. Yeah, hundred percent. Could be co-ed. I'm all for it. You're in. They don't Shoes separate. Yeah, next season. <laughs> they don't separate at nationals they are open. Don't. They don't separate it. So there could be five guys in a team, and then we have an all girl. They're they against separate. each other. Yeah. So, any boys, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> and all your team names have all got like meanings i'm kind of looking at them on the wall now like like you just said the the adults team is called influence which yes. is just very clever um <laughs> but i guess what was the thought behind all these team names there's teams like relentless vivacity inspire ambition tenacity like they're all like i guess relating to i don't know you explain it what yeah was, like what our values it? i guess you know kids, yeah like, and a lot of them are based off the team like, <laughs> the kids in the team yeah, yeah the kids in the team that year or um yeah just descriptive words about life just things that we foster here you know like uh, we want people to be tenacious and yeah 
um, and just relentless, work relentless hard. Yeah, yeah, work hard yeah. and and be vivacious and graceful and yeah, just yeah. kind of values that we wanted to put into every team has every gym has team names. A lot of them often are like animals or birds or or things. So um, when we came into it, we really wanted something a bit different as well. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely describes a lot of what cheer is all about, <laughs> yeah. which is cool. Um, all right, last couple of things I was going to say. Um, maybe what are your like best kind of tips or best, most important things you think you need to do when coaching children and adolescents to make sure they're getting what they should out of sport? Like, what are you? What's your opinion on the most important things? Start with that. Well, we're quite lucky because Gemma's actually a counsellor. So <laughs> <laughs> she's also got the, the other perspective of like we, yeah, really want to imprint these kids in like life values and, and the pressure and everything in a competitive sport is hard. But um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I think it's just like, as I, I think as I mentioned before, it's like sometimes it's out of your control and that's okay. We'll, f- we'll fix it. We'll work together. Like sometimes I think kids feel like they are responsible for the world and like we're there to support them and they've got their parents as the cheerleaders and that's sort of the thing we want to explain to them is it's like you do your best and that's all you can control and like I think as a as a small child things come out of proportion a bit like when you're eight years old some things seem huge like you can't rationally think quite yet so you can't really toss up the two options so we're trying to be clear and sit down and explain things rather than be like no 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 it doesn't matter go over there like do it again like I sit down and I go it's okay to feel this way how like do you want to do it this way do you want to do it this way like just spend the time like I feel like we are so rushed all the time but these kids need to learn they're the future they need to learn so like that's our main thing we just spend that time and then once they feel safe enough, they come up to and tell us what they want and need. And, and they're that's different so much easier. Styles, like whether we yeah. write out the routine on a whiteboard because some kids are visual learners. So they can't remember for the life of them where their spot is. But we don't want to get frustrated at them because they're kids. So it's, it's like, well, maybe we'll write yeah. it out. And, and we're always evolving. Like <laughs> <laughs> We always are. Like we're Just always trying to step up, do education, work with OTs, think about different ways that kids learn and yeah. how to really get the best out of these kids. But I think number one thing, is that we want to listen to them and give them the time without retaliation of getting frustrated or you know angry yeah. or, or things like that because that does come in the sport yeah. unfortunately yeah yeah it definitely it's does definitely a good parenting tip too <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a parent slow down <laughs> slow down just listen you do you forget what how they're seeing the world yeah it's completely different to how we see the world yes and especially now as well like we saw the world what 30 years ago for me I'm like now with social media with COVID with the pressure like I feel like sometimes kids put themselves under so much pressure well we didn't have like the I definitely think the pressure of like comparison yeah didn't really exist when we were kids apart from like within each your 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 little circle like school yeah Yeah. you pretty much can only compare to school because you didn't know anyone else (laughs) no no but now you can compare to TikTok and you can compare to Instagram people all over the world they're like in America and you're looking at them and you're like they're not even here (laughs) like it doesn't matter and if you're not thinking about that or aware of that as a parent that's or a coach or whatever like that's could be pretty scary and dangerous like um, I don't let Harper use TikTok like, yeah. she was looking at it once and she showed me some video and it just turned grim really quick and yep. I was like, wow. Yeah. 
we can't use this anymore. No, like, yeah. This was when she was about seven or something. I was like, nah, we no. can't do this anymore. It's that's it's affecting you. And I could see she just she only used it for a couple of weeks, and it just affected her mood so poorly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was like, we got it. Like for some kids, it could be fine. Some yeah. Kids see things differently. It depends on how they're parented or growing up or whatever. But yeah. Um, what they're exposed to, you definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone, yeah, has what's right for them. But I can see how kids get sucked into social media and like it is pretty scary. Yeah, it's very and, scary. And like I would, I don't know, I don't have a kid, so <laughs> I would never give my opinion. But <laughs> I do empathise. Like it's a hard Definitely. it's a hard time to bring up a child. Like yeah. it's I don't know. I could I don't even know if I can do it. You guys are <laughs> you, you guys are amazing. <laughs> you, you bring up about thirteen teams worth of kids anyway. Um but I think yeah even if your kids, if someone's kids came somewhere like here and whether they were into the sport a lot or not, I think just learning a lot of those values that you're talking about are really, really important. And I feel like it's especially important to pick those values up from someone that's not always your parents either. You know, look up to you guys who do this cool sport and, you know, it's not your mum and dad. (laughs) Those things, yeah, can really hit and resonate. So it's so cool to know that you guys think about all this stuff and have implemented all this stuff because I don't know, most sports it's just a mom or a dad and yeah. there's nothing against them, but they're just, they come in and they do their short coaching kind of course and they start coaching the team and that's all you can do. There's not much else, you know, yeah. behind that. Whereas you guys have really thought about it. Yeah. I think we do have a really good community. We, like, we have an amazing you know, community. Here. I, one of my friends is a basketball coach and he was saying that, He's never met the parents, like not once. Mm. Whereas our parents sit here and do their work and they yeah. have their coffee and they catch up with that person that lives half an hour away that they never get to see, but yeah. they're in the same at the same gym or, you know, whatever it is. So I think we have a – we're pretty lucky. We try to start that as well from yeah. day one. So yeah. we're, we're yeah. super lucky with You say you're lucky, but it's, but it's all intentional. Yeah, <laughs> You guys have intended yeah. for a lot of this to happen. Which we is have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've hoped. Yeah, we've hoped. And we've, we've hoped. And we're glad that we've created that community, but – you know, it it is um it's really important, isn't it? it? Is. As you've said. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. Well, I think I'm out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. Um thanks so much for coming and chatting. Um yeah. Uh, it's it was a cool ch- chance just to talk about cheer. I'm now definitely an official cheer dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I was like, come back for our nine part podcast. Yeah. On yeah how yeah. to build the perfect pyramid. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, if anyone has any questions, we can do a follow up. Yeah. I'm, I'm all yeah. for it. If anyone I'm does have questions, <laughs> yeah, just shout out. Or if anyone's inspired to join cheer, yeah. we do have teams for all ages. Yeah. Yes, we do. Come and do it. But yeah, I think just like, especially the last sort of things you guys are talking about with bringing up kids in this crazy world and. You know, most kids, we all want kids to play sport, um, but the way they approach sport is super important. And I don't know, I grew up, my first degree was sport development. And I, did, yep. I remember doing different, you know, we did a, a unit called Sport and Society and we did so much about like how influential sport can be on your growth and development into things well beyond sport. So you could get me talking about sport all day. <laughs> yes. Um, it's so important if you decide to get your kids into it and if you decide to get your kids into it, get them somewhere where they're going to be like <laughs> nurtured and cared for and um, yeah, the outcomes will be awesome everywhere else. Yeah, that's good. That's what we, yeah, yeah that's we what we that. want. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, if you want to 
ask questions, shout out to me. I can forward stuff on to the to the girls. If you want to join Evolve, where are we located? Where are we? Cranbourne West. Cranbourne West. Yes. Marriott Waters area. Yep. Yes. Yep. Website, email us. Just off a highway too. So <laughs> yes. if you're a little bit further away, it's, it's quick. It's quick. It's close. <laughs> yep. These girls are the best. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. This podcast was recorded on Boon Country. I would like to acknowledge the Boon people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners on which this podcast is recorded and extend my respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples past and present. Thank you very much for listening to the Valar Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. If you enjoyed the episode, please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week. This is Bella.